You are now listening to Bromance Dawn. Here are your hosts, the king of the pirates Noah Delmar and his first mate, pirate hunter Bill Jenkins. Hello, and welcome back to the Bromance Dawn Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Noah Delmar, and I'm joined by my co-host, Bill Jenkins. We are excited for another episode of the cast. But before we get started on the awesome topic we have for today, uh, recently a couple legends of the wrestling world passed away. So first, Terry Funk which we are huge fans of. One of our favorite podcast moments was discussing when he got choke slammed out of his shoes by The Undertaker in the Hell in the Cell match. But honestly, he was so influential in the wrestling world, he reinvented himself many times and stayed relevant for years. Yeah, way more relevant than his brother. Yeah. And he also worked with Foley to kind of help Foley develop his He was more of the... Godfather of, you know, hardcore, at least in the U.S. Yes, and then they took that to Japan and really mastered it and turned and, it and, into well, an and, art well, form. And didn't really bring it back in that form because no, American audiences can't handle it. Um, but I have heard legendary events of his match against Sabu. Yeah. Uh, and I just saw Barbed Wire Ring... Yeah, Barbara Deathmatch. Yeah, I heard that was just a legendary match. Well, what's funny is before he was doing the hardcore stuff, he had a completely different gimmick. He was like a brawler, grappler type character. And then when hardcore started to really... I, I would say maybe he was one of the people that started it, really. Yeah, he, he may have been. I mean, I was going to say when it started to take off, but he was at, at the ground floor. I mean, he's old as dirt, so... Well, yeah. And no then, offense. Yeah. And then the second passing was Bray Wyatt, which is very sad. Uh, do we, do we know what happened? Was it health complications? COVID. Yeah, COVID complications. Wow. I think he had a heart attack from what I heard, unfortunately. Because he had a hiatus from the ring, and no one really knew what was, was going on. Was it due on. to heart problems? Yeah. I think he had a like genetic heart problem, and COVID just exasperated it. That that seems to be a, a common uh, thread that you're you're seeing these these days. But that that, that one's really sad, and really kind of hurts, uh, so especially because so, he's only a few year yeah, old. So our, our our sincerest um, condolences to both the Rotunda and uh, Funk family. Yeah, old IRS and why why it was a revolutionary guy. Did a lot of crazy stuff. Worked with uh, hometown boy Tom Savini on his mask. Did a lot of cool stuff for the wrestling industry. And really brought that horror gimmick back that Mankind kind of channeled in the 90s. So oh, I was oh, a really Isaac fan of him. <laughs> uh, there's only one DMD, and it's Dr. Britt Baker. They need to sign him well, as soon as he's done being the mayor of whatever city he's the mayor of. Knoxville, Tennessee. Yeah. And then he needs to come back to AEW as Isaac Yankum, <laughs> and he can be like the manager of some shit. I wonder if WWF or WWE owns the rights. 
They can't. How many like three dollar costumes for Doctor Isaac Yankum <laughs> exist? Jerry Lawler's personal dentist. That was the best part of the whole gimmick. <laughs> but anyways, uh, before we get into the topic at hand today, before we take a little trip to uh, Magical City, and it's not, Den- not Denora. Ugh. <laughs> to a magical city. Denora with Ken Griffey. <laughs> Before we take a little trip to a magical city, and it's not Charleroi. So not much better than my flubbed line there of Denora, yeah. uh, but still. What you been playing, Bill? Well, hold on. There's other news. As we're recording, One Piece live action on Netflix starts. Now, does it start at immediately on I think 31st? at midnight tonight. So that's in like... Three and a half hours. I plan on watching it with my wife tomorrow. I don't have Netflix anymore because I am one of those casualties of the households that were sharing too many. Uh, that sucks. Yeah, I think it's in my name, too, so that's the worst part. <laughs> so you're paying for it. But no, no, not anymore. We, we, we dealt with all the paying, but it was yeah. my account. But I may get the seven-day free trial. Yeah, you could probably binge it. Although my brother's off tomorrow, so I might have to ask him. Yeah. Speaking of One Piece... I read the spoilers, not for the show, but for the chapter this week. It looks like he's about to fight an admiral. Ooh. Leave it at that. But the show is... And his finishing line was... His finishing line of the chapter? I can say that because that doesn't give anything away. He shows up gear five right in the dude's face and says, we are a hundred times stronger than two years ago. Ooh. So that doesn't narrow it down to which... Wait, it narrows it down to two. Pre-time skip. Yeah. With what's going on, it narrows it down to two. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, I, I've heard good things about the, uh, the show, and I've, I've tried to pick up on... Reading the reviews, people were saying they've watched the season multiple times. That's how good it is. Yeah. It's and faithful. It's faithful, but they, they changed a couple things. Again, I'm okay with that. It's so long. To. If you want it to move, because... And I, they keep a casual audience. Li- live action doesn't... I, I don't think it's as good at... You know, if you had a live action... Dragon Ball Z, for instance. And <laughs> they you, did. It was right, fucking right. No, but I'm, like, like a faithful one. Yeah. How would you do the Frieza Goku fight? Like, that's garbage. That's garbage writing for like live action. I mean, it was garbage writing for the anime. But, but, the but right, right. But that's what I'm, I'm saying. But you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it works in the manga because you can get time. away. You can get away with more with the cartoon. Like, oh, that's just yes. a bad episode. Turn it off. Go to the next yes. one. Live action. You know, you expect people won't skip episodes. You expect yeah. a little bit more. You're mm-hmm. right. If you don't get into, like, the actors, all of a sudden now you're looking at, like, emotion and, like, facial and movement and stuff with, uh, you know, uh, especially in anime, you know, the background half the time is, is, is garbage. Like, I, I go back and watch some of these, like, I finally see, like, the flubbed, like, the, the illustrators just didn't care about the background. Well, and I, I don't think they get too far into everyone's backstories. They, they don't, and it's a little different. Um, they do Romance Dawn, obviously. I also heard that... Um, Arlong is on the Barati. Yes. So they truncate a little bit of it. Are we getting Kuro? Do you know? I believe we are. Because, so, I mean... Shit, we are was... We are in one of the brothers. I, I, I didn't see the casting for the other one. You know, up, up to Arlong Park was what, like 100 episodes almost? Yeah, they're condensing a lot. I think Nami and Zoro are showing up kind of at the same time. They're doing a few things different. Yeah. I'm wondering if Nami's a part of the, the, Arlong, uh, Pirates. the Arlong Pirates it for one be. thing. I, I, they might not do that. Uh, and I'm also wondering, there 
something else that was bothering me. But are we I, not going to get the depressing Zeph backstory? No, Zeph's there. Yeah, I know, but are we going to get the backstory? You almost have to if they want to do it like long. Um, or I guess you, yeah, you would have to there because it's, it doesn't make sense later. But you know, Sanji has a pretty tragic backstory when you get really into it. In fact, all of them have a pretty tragic backstory. Um, now that I think about it, do any of them not, do any of them not? Everyone has a terrible backstory. They, you know what? Zoro's is probably the weakest. I don't know. His friend died. Yeah, but it's his love, his best friend. Okay. That's why he likes Tashigi, because she looks like her, like Kuina. Smoker Tashigi all day. Yeah. I all mean, Nami's is pretty bad, but they just keep getting worse. Oh, they, oh, they're, they're, Robin's is depressing. Robin's is terrible. Frankie's is Frankie's depressing. Is Brooke, Brooke. Brooke is the only one that makes me cry when I think about Brooke's it. Brooke's is the saddest. I Chopper? Think, chop. Brooke has the... We're, I'm probably going to take a lot of this out because we're, we're rambling. Yeah. Um, Brooke has the noblest aspirations in my in my eyes yo, ho, 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 he yo, just wants ho, to see his friend again he just wants to see his friend again that's all he wants dude if they in that fucking manga and they don't get back to that whale i'm gonna be pissed my eyes are watering thinking about that he only kept the hair yeah so that laboon would recognize him <laughs> anyways what are you um, even playing no, no, no. I have one more thing that I, I oh, did, I did okay. want to ask. Um, and if I can figure a way to edit it in, I, I will. If, it doesn't, if I can't mash it all up, we'll yeah, keep this I part out. it's fine. Do you think Panda Man's going to be in it? Yes. He's in everything. He's in the games. Is, but, but is he going to be, like, hidden in the background? Like, how, yes. how are we going to see Panda Man? I bet Man? it's, like, a toy or, like, a poster or something. Because they have wanted posters. I don't know if you saw the screenshots. But there's wanted posters, and Foxy's on one of the wanted posters. They put, fo- <laughs> they put fucking Foxy in. So you know that they're fans. I'm just really hoping we get to at least Crocodile with live action. If they decide to stop after that. I'd... But I, I, think... feel, I feel like that would have everybody in because that's when it gets good. Yeah. I think if the season goes well, when, when we'll you get won- Alabasta and Drum Kingdom probably is the next arc. Yeah, And then the next season will be... Water seven because they get longer. Well, wait, so but, but it does. Do but 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 but, but what, what, what ends up happening is and that's kind of how they break down the major arcs. Is, you know, that's just the you know the East Blue arc, and they throw all the stuff we're yes. seeing in there. So then you start to have longer arcs, but there's little things happening in them. Yeah. So you know, and then, and then that's Bong a Clay, right? And that's a scene. Oh, Bong Jim Carrey is the live action Bong Clay. Uh, but anyways, Bill, what you've been playing? So um, we've been playing Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I got in once. I'm not very good. Yeah, but we won. We got to clean sweep that game. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm not very good, but I at least can help you corner somebody. Like, I, I know enough about... Were you game. enjoying it? I, I did. Um, it's, it's an interesting twist. I um, liked it better than Dead by Daylight. Yeah, I agree. I think it's smoother. It's, it's from the creators that did Friday the 13th. I love the Friday the 13th game. The only problem with that is only one person could be Jason. So that kind of solves this problem because you have multiple killers. Versus the team, and that's the same problem with Dead by Daylight. If we want to play together, it's only fun if you can play together. Right, right. No, I agree. Um, what have I been? You playing anything else? Um, so, been playing some like indie horror games by Puppet something. I Puppet. I forget Puppet something. But Murder House, Blood Wash, and Stay Out of the House. 
They're just like low fly. Well, I would definitely stay out games. of the murder house. Yeah. They're like lo fi. Um, they kind of evoke that original like PS1 style of graphics. Like all the characters have like GoldenEye 64 faces. But they're nice. still creepy and atmospheric. They're cool. They're like five bucks, you know. I have not like, been playing much of anything. No? Well, you've been busy. I, I have been busy. But that's okay. I, I did fire up Final Fantasy for a, a run today. I finally did, you know, a, an appropriate level 50 mission as a healer. And it was much better than I thought. Yeah. The, the guy that died in my party uh, was a samurai and was absolutely not dodging any AoEs ever. <laughs> so I was going to say, you didn't do that great then if he died. Just kidding. Well, well if I wasn't paying attention and they were doing everything right and just like large AoEs that hit everybody. Yeah, you got to get out of the way. Yeah, no, well, these were ones that, you know, he was just in the, in the very missable zone. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I took, well, I got one player commendation. So at least one person thought I did all right. Yeah. The tank probably loved me. Anyways, just a little bit of that, and I saw that, you know, it's the 10th anniversary of the game, and they're having another thing where you get some, some things to get some items are back. So mm. if, if, you, if you gather enough of a certain token, you can, you know, get some items that were rare at one point throughout the series. So there's some cool stuff. So I'm probably going to be grinding a very boring short fight forever. And then in the month coming up, Starfield comes out. In, on Game Pass next week? You know anything about it? No. Uh, I'm actually interested. I kind of want to buy Baldur's Gate 3. I heard it was good. I heard it's fantastic. Starfield's from the people that did Elder Scrolls and Fallout, so Bethesda. So it's supposed to be pretty good. It's like a whole universe with a bunch of planets. Oh, but... but... Yeah. So it's, it's like Fallout-type combat dialogue in space. So it sounds cool. And it's on Game Pass, so I'll probably check it out. And then later this month, we have Mortal Kombat 1, which, uh, talking to Billy over the weekend, he played the beta. He said it was pretty dope. So, excited. Everything I've looked at, it looks really good, and how we kind of touched on it the last time we talked about it. Every change to the story that's known at the moment looks pretty cool. Yeah. Like, it looks like it's a real fresh take. Maybe they said, hey, you know, the original idea was real cool. Let's just get crazy with it. Let's, let's change things. Yeah. And, but it all cool. seems, I, I think the, the normal elements seem to be there that you need. But, you know, maybe certain people aren't bad anymore or. Well, I was laughing because I was watching a video about games coming out this month. And the guy was like, who plays Mortal Kombat for the story? And I was like, we do. We really like the lore. Yeah. And I think the last three games, you know, the, the last reboot. Yeah. They really added a story element to it that was no, never there. But, it, but I agree, the early games, why would you ever? It was dumb. It was impossible to yeah, follow. Yeah, but some people still don't care about the lore. We do. I didn't play the last one, ever. You know, oh, yeah. I just right. watched all the cutscenes and was, it was like, a man. was a good story, right? I was like, wow, that's great. I mean, okay, right. I, I miss some cool fighting, but I'll live. Yeah. So that's what we're doing. But today we have an awesome topic. We do. We are taking a trip. To a magical city called Springfield. Da, na, na. The Simpsons. Which is one of the only television series that I will confidently say right now every one of our listeners has seen, has seen heard of, and it has been being made. Our demographic is mostly millennials, so. 
You probably grew up with it. Yes. So the television series first came out, when was this, in 89? 89. In 89. Before I was yep. born. Well, some of us were alive. <laughs> um, so what do you know about the, the, the origins, Matt Groening and... Uh... So it started off, Matt Groening did the uh, Life in Hell comic, which is like the weird rabbits. And it was popular enough for Tracy Allman to give him a spot on the show and to get a cartoon. And that's when the shorts kind of started. And they were really low quality. Characterization was way, way different. Yeah, if I recall, Homer was a lot more violent. Yeah, Homer, well, I mean, he's violent. And he angry. Was, he was less dumb dad and more just like stern dad. Right. Yeah. I, they always talked about like getting uh, frosty chocolate milkshakes. Is, is that a thing that carried over? <laughs> no, but they make jokes about it. There's actually an episode of Treehouse of Horror where the original Tracy Allman short Simpsons characters show up and they like compare and contrast them with the current characters. So the Simpsons large cast of characters, not a lot of people providing voices. No, like seven people, Yeah, but large cast of characters, a lot that we remember forever. Uh, the Simpson family themselves, you had Homer, Marge, Bart, Bart, Lisa, Maggie, Santa's little helper mm-hmm. and the cat. All the snowballs. Yeah, and There's the cat. Like seven of them because they always die. The, yeah, and Treehouse of Horrors episodes, great stuff. Mm-hmm. So that's the Simpson family, the extended family. Abraham Simpson. Abe, Abe's great. He's fantastic. Patty and Selma. Patty and Selma have some of the best jokes at the expense of Homer usually, but they're always good. Yeah, they are. Um, who are other characters? Oh, Krusty originally was supposed to be Homer, which is why they look alike. Yes, and there's the episode where he goes to clown college and becomes Krusty. And uh, he has to do the bike trick on the ramp. Yeah, then you have the, the two sideshow uh, Bob and sideshow Mel. Yep. Uh, Kelsey Grammer. Apu. Apu. Uh, sea Captain. Sea Captain. Ned Flanders. Ned Flanders, his family. Reverend Lovejoy. Reverend Lovejoy. Mrs. Krabappel. Cletus. Cletus, Moment, 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 the the doctors, Doctor Nick. Hey everybody! What, what? Hi everybody! Hi Doctor. And then you Nick. had the other the other doctor, Doctor Hibbert. Doctor Hibbert was great. Uh, Barney, Barney, Mo, Mo. Sleazelack. Uh, dude, how do we wait this long to mention Mo? Mo Sleazelack, uh, uh, the Willie, Lenny and Carl, Lenny and Carl, Willie, uh, Mister Burns, Mister Burns, Mister Burns, Smithers, Smithers. Uh, see, there's a never ending cast. Everyone has memories with every one of these characters. Just a, a great show. And it's cool because they did episodes. Oh, Chief Wiggum. Chief Wiggum. Ralph. Yeah. All the kids. Like, there's all the kids. Nelson, Jimbo, Kearney. Millhouse. Millhouse. Yeah. Kurt. Some of the episodes with Millhouse's dad are pretty funny, too. Never ending. But, yeah, Mil- Millhouse's dad's like the original cuck. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so... They do a lot of cool stuff with the characters. And what's neat is the early seasons kind of focus on the Simpsons family. And then once they get to like season two, three, they really started to focus on other characters. Like you got more about Krusty, you got more about Chief Wiggum, yeah. Moe. Which, which is why you really love and relate to the city of Springfield. Yes. It's, it's a it's, living, breathing place, even though it's not. It feels right. real. 
And if you ever go to Universal and they have the Simpsons world, I've been it's there. surreal. It's, it's pretty sweet. Yeah. Now, you can say what you want about the quality of the series over time. I don't know that anyone's really cared at all about it in the last 10 plus years. Well, when do you think it fell off? What, we, what would you say the last season that you were watching was? Late 90s, early 2000s. Like season 10, 11? Somewhere that, around that's, there. That's what I would think. The greatest episodes were definitely in like the first. Well, I would say even season one's kind of dicey. Maybe like season two to nine or two to ten, somewhere around there. Yeah. Um, it's, again, you can say what you want about the, the quality, but it has withstood the test of time. It has a lot of records that will probably never be broken well, for animated shows as well as just, you know, TV shows in general. With the it number. was the first, like, sitcom that was a cartoon. Yes. And one of the first, like, adult animated cartoons. Not, not adult animated cartoon because you had, like, the Jensen's and the Flintstones and stuff. But the first, like, adult sitcom that was a little edgier. A little, right. It was, yes. It was adult but still consumable by the masses, unlike some of the things Cartoon Network does nowadays that, you know, are a little more just adult. Yeah. But, it wasn't like Family Guy or South Park. It wasn't that edgy. Yeah, but none of those would exist without but, it. Yeah, exactly. At the time, it was, there was nothing like it. And there was that famous quote from George Bush where he said, we need more families like the Waltons and not the Simpsons. Yes. And then they lampooned him in that episode. Oh, uh, and then, yeah, speaking of, of lampooning and everything, the massive celebrity mm-hmm. that would come into the, the, the show, um, you know, one of our favorites that we talk about all the time uh, was a prisoner that could sing. Lisa, it's your birthday. Well, that one was un- was that one uncredited? Birthday, Lisa. Yes, and the person it's singing not streaming well, anymore. Well, there was another thing they did to be allowed to do it. Like the person singing was an impersonator. Yeah, we we bring up Michael Jackson more than you would think. Well, that's why I brought it up again. <laughs> But no, they, they took the episode off streaming, yeah, and then, which sucks, because it's a good episode. And then again, I thought they did something where the person singing was an impersonator, or like just to get well, around... Well, the guy all... was a big, a big, fat, white guy. Right, right. And everyone thought Homer was crazy, because he was saying it was Michael Jackson. Anyway, great stuff. Um, so what do you want to get into? Eventually, you know, we're going to tie this back into video games. Well, but... so the, the dominance of The Simpsons in the 90s was unprecedented. You know, if you were too young to remember or maybe you weren't around, The Simpsons were everywhere. We were talking about this the other day. All the merchandise with Bart with his blue shirt, for whatever reason. The Butterfinger BBs and Butterfinger ads. You better not lay a finger on my Butterfinger. And the commercials were, like, done by the animation company. Like, they were good commercials. They were funny. There was the Do the Bartman music video. Was Michael Jackson involved in that, too? Who knows? I feel like he was. I thought Do the Bart was uh, Two Live Crew. It might be, but... I don't think so. Two Live Crew was a little raunchy. Is that like... Uh, didn't they sing the... Oh, me so whole day. Yes. That the, one? Okay, so you're confusing a couple of their songs. <laughs> uh, you had the melody of a song we won't say the name of. But yes, yes, they did do Me So Horny, yes. Yeah, okay. Me love you long time. <laughs> And they weren't any good. Like their their flow was like, and I came the street, and you heard that's the all, day something something something. That's something, all nineties rap. Yeah, you know, it was like, oh, yeah. There's yeah. that the uh, Family Guy thing 
where they have Will Smith, and he does the song, and he's like, wipe your shoes on the mat when you come in the house. Someone just clean that floor. Ha-ha, hee-hee, ho-ho, ha-ha. And that's how all 90s rap was. Yeah, it was. It wasn't that clean, but it was that same like kind of flow. Yeah, it was real slow, real, real. Until Tupac and Biggie came around. I'm sure somebody before them did it. Yeah, maybe Ice Cube. But anyways, Ice T? Curtis Blow. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, yeah, they, the Simpsons were everywhere. Simpsons toys. I had a little Simpson doll when I was a baby. I had spring, like Homer boxers. And I had a Bart Simpson doll oh, with yeah. the blue shirt. The Bart Simpson um, ice pop yeah. that you would get from the ice cream truck. Mm-hmm. Yep, that had, what was his, his eyes were bubblegum bubble gum and they would always bleed down and he would look all <laughs> deformed and yeah. scary as hell. It's terrifying. And then you would eat it. It was like a sherbet treat. But it was like an event. Like, do you remember who shot Mr. Burns? How big of an event that was? Well, they mimicked uh, who shot Jr. Yes. kind of from uh, who Dallas. Who shot Major Nelson? Yeah. <laughs> 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 but the the prevalence of it in culture, and I remember the original like early seasons. I didn't even watch when they were on because I was too little. But they constantly showed them on repeat. I remember like the local channels would show them like for two hour blocks. From like six to eight. Oh yeah, it was what? Who was it? Was it Fox? Fox and I think UPN maybe. He probably yeah, because once it was syndicated, he just yeah. Just, so what? there are a bunch of places that had them. So you would fill in the gaps on those episodes, and you'd see the great ones over and over again. But they were huge. So with any large licensed property in the nineties, we got video games. We did get video games, and my personal favorite was the first. The first one, yeah. The arcade classic, The Simpsons, which it looks like it actually just came out again. They did a release on Xbox Live and then delisted it, and they did an arcade port of it on, like, Apple Arcade. Yeah, that's what it looks like. And they did an arcade one-up. The Simpsons Bowling, too. But The Simpsons, you know, that big blue cabinet. What a beautiful sight. And this was when beat-em-ups were all the rage. Oh, I still like a good beat-em-up. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, yeah. X-Men. Oh, yeah. The X-Men one was dope. But we have, you know, The Simpsons where you take control of your characters. You had Marge. who Everyone was Marge. You'd have Homer, Bart, and Lisa. So they each had a unique weapon. Homer just punched things. Did he have a bowling ball? That was a power-up. Oh, it was the power-up? But he, like, swung his fist. Yeah. Marge had the vacuum. vacuum. She Bart, had the, Bart she had was the Donatello. Part of the skateboard and Lisa had the jump rope. Yeah, so everyone was Marge. Do you remember the story of this game? Yeah, didn't Mr. Burns steal Maggie? Smithers steals Maggie. Oh, well. Because she has a diamond. That's right. Like she's like sucking on the diamond like a pacifier. So then you go through the game just beating up like businessmen and like rabbits from life and hell. Maggie, she's already there starting to. And then Mr. Burns in the end is in like a. Hitler at the end of Castle Wolfenstein, like mech suit. <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, poor little uh, Maggie's already starting to form that grudge with Mr. Burns. Yeah. Started early there. <laughs> but it was so early in the show's life, they didn't really know who the characters were yet. Yeah, that came out in 91, so not a whole lot had been going on. Love that game. Great game, though. Still play it. I actually see it, like, again, you can buy cabinets for it now because yeah. they're, they're making it again. I do enjoy... 
cabinets coming out again. Although it's now it's just a, a controller with a you know a emulator and a little fucking yeah, Raspberry they're pie. like smaller cabinets, but still. But you still get the feel, you know, the the joystick and. I the will buttons. say there was a trip we went on for like school a couple of years ago when I was a teacher, and we went to the place and they had the Simpsons arcade machine. First machine I hit up because it's just so classic, iconic. I agree. One of the best beat 'em ups. It's really sad they haven't re-released it, though. I mean, they have, but you can't buy that version. So after, it looks like we have a slew of games where the star of the show, the runaway star, who they probably had no idea would be the star. I think this is when Bart was starting to get popular. Yeah, there's just a slew of games that are Bart. Yep. Bart versus the Space Mutants. So this was an NES one. Bart versus the world. Bart Simpson's Escape from Deadly Camp, or Camp Deadly. That was a Game Boy one, right? Yeah, All, uh, three games by acclaim. Okay, so let's talk about those ones in a group. Uh, we also have Bart versus the Juggernauts. What was that? Uh, that's Game Boy, uh, Bart's Nightmare, and Bart meets Radioactive Man, Bart and the Beanstalk. Jesus, so It I looks like those, those all came out over the course of three years. Out of all those, I didn't know, like, all the Game Boy ones existed. Now, Bart versus the Space Mutants, that was, like, the first one. Very strange. You're, like, Bart, and you have to, like, fight, like, Kang and Kodos-type characters. But the game is hard as balls. It's one of those early 90s NES platformers. You have to go around collecting things. Bad controls. Bad controls. Power-ups are tough. You take damage from, like, fucking everything. Not a great game. Yeah. It looks like Acclaim is just just pumping these games I never out. played it in the Game Boy ones, but Bart vs. the World was similar to Bart vs. the Space Mutants. Uh, they improved the controls a little bit, but this one had Bart, like, going all around the world to, like, Egypt and, like, pretty much, like, all the stereotypical early NES game zones. Like, you had, like, an ice zone that was in, like, Antarctica. Like, stuff like that. Interesting. Yeah, then we got Bart versus the Juggernauts, which looks like it's playing... American Gladiators? American Gladiators, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it looks like he starts in a show that is similar to American Gladiators. Uh, Bart's Nightmare. Bart's Nightmare, I remember renting. Yeah, so we're in Super Nintendo. And then Bart Meets Radioactive Man looks like it was the last NES. With Zoidberg. With Zoidberg, Dr. Crab. It looks like Zoidberg over there. I think that one's okay. I've never And those were all made one. by Acclaim, as I said. There was another one in the middle here that came out, looks like just for PC, made by Konami. Bart's House of Weirdness. It was a DOS game that, that did come out. Oh, and Bart and the Beanstalk. So Bart's Nightmare was probably the one out of those I played the most. I remember renting it a couple, a couple times. It was interesting. So you were in like a dream world. Do you remember the episode where he had to study for the test and he fell asleep and had the dream with like the presidents? No. So there's an, there's an episode like that. And in the game, basically, you have to go around your dreams collecting homework pe- pieces of paper and playing mini games. And they're all like weird, like mini games based on like the lore of The Simpsons. There's one where, like, you're Bart and you're Bartzilla, and you're walking around destroying cities and stuff. Um, there's one where you're Bartman flying around, and you have to shoot things with the, your slingshot. Just a bunch of weird mini games. 
it was like they didn't know what to do with the whole game because they'd already done all the other side-scrolling like action games, and they were like, "Oh, let's try something new. Let's try a little mini game compilation." And this becomes a theme. Is is that how the games start to go from here on out? Yeah. Uh, so then, yeah, it looks like after this, it looks like we have a couple. Um, we have Virtual Bart. Virtual Bart was another one. And what's strange about this one is it's different on the Super Nintendo and Sega Genesis. The premise of this one's literally insane. So, there's a science fair at school, and Bart, of course, didn't prepare anything. And someone has a wheel that they strap him into, and this is how the game starts. They strap him into the wheel, and they spin him around, and you play one of, like, five mini-games. And every time you complete a mini-game, you end up getting a point or whatever. And to beat the game, you have to complete all the mini-games. The mini-games were hit or miss. So there's a really funny one where you either threw tomatoes or eggs at people as they walked by. And you remember the episode where Skinner was bent over, shaking his ass? Yes. He does that. And the goal is to hit all the teachers and students. Oh, Mrs. Krabappel. Who is the other teacher? Oh, Miss Hoover. Miss Hoover. Lisa's teacher. But they, it was like all the teachers and the kids. And it was a fun game. Um, Why do you think one... they called her Miss Hoover? <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised Skinner didn't go for her. <laughs> so there's, there's another one where they go to Mount Splashmore, which is like the water park, and they just throw Bart down the slide, and you have to maneuver your way to the, through the slide, dodging like people on inner tubes and stuff. And if you go the wrong way, you run into Homer's fat ass stuck in the slide. And it's just a trial and error game because literally every time you go down the slide, you can go left or right, and you never know what you're going to get. There's one ending where you just shoot off the slide and die. There's one where Bart's a pig, and he's, tra- he's trapped in the crusty slaughterhouse, which is very strange. Um, I'm trying to think. There's another one where you're baby Bart, and you have to climb out the window and bounce on tree limbs. What? Oh, and there's a road rash clone, which is in the future, and you have to go towards Springfield, and the bullies, like, Kearney and Jimbo and Nelson, they're all trying to fight you, but it's just like Road Rash, except for it controls terribly. Interesting. So, so yeah, it looks like, like we've got some interesting games going on here. So after that, it looks like we have two games uh, with Itchy and Scratchy. Itchy and Scratchy in Miniature Golf Madness. That was probably a great game. <laughs> it's just a mini golf game. The Itchy and Scratchy game. That was on Super Nintendo, right? That was Super Nintendo and Game Gear. Yeah. Uh, we have the Cartoon Studio, which is probably just a... That one was cool. I had that one. Do you remember having any of those as a kid? I had similar games, I believe. I think I had the uh, Nicktoons one. I might have had that one. And it had like, little clips of the characters and scenes. And you could make your own cartoons. I remember doing Our Real Monsters a lot. Yep. We got Virtual Springfield, which looks like another just virtual game. Where you this could... one, apparently, I never had it, but apparently it was awesome. It was like a virtual tour of Springfield. Yes. Much like um, in our unreleased episode, we talked about how in the Stick of Truth and the Fractured Butthole, you got to get the lay of the land of South Park. Similar to that. Just one of those early PC games where you just walk around, explore Springfield, talk to the characters and stuff. Really what's cool about it 
is it was the first time that you got to see Springfield in like a tangible map. No, that does look very cool. Um, and just looking at this here, it looks like some games that some people might start to recognize are coming up. We got you know the PS2 and uh, GameCube eras coming up here soon, where a few games do stick out to, to so me. So, what was the first one? Simpsons Wrestling. Out of these, yes, the Simpsons Wrestling, which I did play. <laughs> it's terrible. I it was, but I thought it was funny. They made a PlayStation port of this too, I think, and it was god awful. Because it didn't have the technical power that the later versions had. But this was also in the era where they were doing random wrestling games because it was like late 90s, early 2000s. And wrestling was the biggest thing in the world, as we can attest to. So they did the Celebrity Deathmatch one. They did this. Um, This one, it had moments. It was kind of cool. Plays like the different characters, wrestling and stuff. Yeah, and I, I recall finishers and things were funny. I mean, it was it was gimmicky, not one that stands the test of time, but I remember it being fun at the time. Yeah. Uh, then we got Road Rage. I never played Road Rage. Road Rage was basically Crazy Taxi. Yes. I remember playing it on GameCube, and everyone had their own car. It was cool. Yes. Uh, was there an arcade version? No. I played it on GameCube. I remember renting it. The Simpsons skateboarding? That one's also terrible. But that was at the peak of the Tony Hawk, Matt Hoffa, like, you know, BMX skateboarding height. Hit and run. Classic, man. Simpsons GTA. That's all it is. It has a funny story. You can explore Springfield and, like, actually run around and do stuff. Uh, The side missions are all interesting. Very good game. And someone did an actual remake of it in the Unreal Engine, and it looks awesome, but they're not allowed to release it. They can only show video of it, which sucks. Right. Next, we have the Simpsons game. I think this was the last one. This is the last console, non-phone release. And this one was okay. I mean, it was in that era where they made like a Family Guy game, a Futurama game. Um, I think this came out around the time of the movie, right? 2007. It may have been around the time of the movie. Let's see. Let's we see when the see movie, the movie came out. Oh, yeah. I remember the movie. You saw Didn't we go see it with Fuzzy? We might have. At Laurel Mall. I just recall seeing... Yep, 2007. Mm-hmm. I just recall seeing Bart's little wee-wee. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Plus, it's this... Planters. <laughs> Bless us, O Lord, for these, these thy gifts and that wiener. <laughs> yeah, so that was the last game, and the it looks like, there was, looks like there was a handful of um, mobile games that have come out over the years. So that game was just like a, it was like a 3D action game, not like a GTA game, like hit and run, but just kind of like a 3D platformer. You walked around collecting stuff. Each character had like different fighting styles and abilities, but it was mostly about the platforming, collecting. I would say maybe like a modern like Banjo-Kazooie, Mario 64 type deal. And the story was pretty funny. That's one interesting thing. The show's quality of writing may have fallen off, but the game still had funny stories. Well, it might be easier because you have have to put one idea into it. Like Uh, the movie. Like the movie, the show wasn't great at the time, but the movie's great. The movie's hilarious. I do enjoy the movie a lot. It's still fun to wa- go back and rewatch. 
So, yeah, I don't know about you guys, but, you know, I've never really played most of those. Like I said, I played a handful. They were fun. Um, I remember seeing almost all of them everywhere, especially in the NES Super Nintendo days. Yeah, in the I 90s. Re- I remember seeing ads, and, and they were everywhere. Comic books, you but, know, uh, EGM, what, Nintendo what, what, Power. Yeah, what, you know, wh- where do we go from here? So, what do you think you'd want in a new Simpsons game? I don't know that I'd want a new Simpsons game. <laughs> <laughs> um, I haven't thought about something like that at all. I mean, I could do another beat-em-up. I wonder, culturally, if people would react to it. I, I think if you did a remake of the original game, it would be fire. Oh, like the arcade game? A beat-em-up. Yeah. I think or, a beat-em-up would be fire. Well, the Turtles one we played was fucking awesome. I think you could pull off uh, another... Road Rage mm-hmm. type game, you know something that has a little bit of nostalgia on it. Do another one. I think if they would just come out with a you know or like hit and run, like right. a hit and run two, right? Exactly, and expand it so you're not just playing as the family. Maybe you can run around as like a poo or mo or something. Yes, yes, I, I agree. I think that's the direction you could go. I don't know that there's much of a clamoring or desire for a new all in one just Simpsons game. But here's the thing, it's still going. And it's one of the top streamers on Disney+. Plus. I know I keep my Disney Plus subscription for Star Wars, Marvel, and The Simpsons. So I go back and rewatch old episodes. Sometimes I'll even watch new ones if I hear new episodes good. It is so ingrained into our cultural zeitgeist at this point. I think people in our age group would come out in droves to play a new Simpsons game if it was good. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. It has to be good, though. That's the thing. I don't know that enough people care enough to find out if it's good. I don't know. It's a hard thing because I feel like anytime you bring up The Simpsons, people nostalgically discuss it. Like, you're never going to hear anyone. You say, oh, man, you remember this quote from The Simpsons? And they're like, oh, yeah, that was great. Just as nobody says, I really wish it would start to be good again. They all say it needs to end. True. I don't think there's a clamoring. I think there's a fond remembrance but I don't know that there's this big desire for it to be even close to what it was. But what if there's a game that brought back the style and the feeling and the writing? Yeah, remake or do a new version of one of those three games I said, and you'll be fine. Yeah, I think a hit-and-run remake would be great. I mean, any of them, really. I think people want a hit-and-run remake. So so do you have any fond memories of The uh, Simpsons? I was going to say, so what are some of your favorite moments or jokes or episodes? Oh, all of let's the... Go, uh, let's go with moments first. Moments. Moments slash jokes. I enjoy the, uh, the stone cutters. <laughs> yes. What was it? The stone of shame and the, yes. and the stone of... Uh, well, the bigger one was uh, after that. The stone cutters were good. I liked um, when Homer was the boxer. And Mike Tyson beats him up. Yes. Well, Dredrick Tatum, but it's basically Tyson. And Don King's his manager. Yes. I liked uh, when Owen Homer was a boxer. Uh, I liked when he joined the circus <laughs> as, as the guy that gets shot by the cannon. Yes. That was in the, uh, like, the Smashing Pumpkin. Yeah, doesn't he go to Lollapalooza? Cypress Hill. Doesn't he go yeah. to Lollapalooza or something? Dude, that is such a Gen X episode. <laughs> <laughs> it's like so. I rewatched that a while ago. And it was so 90s. Uh, I liked that moment. Um, 
uh, Treehouse of Horrors, which I know you want to get into yeah, later. We'll get into but later. There, there's a lot of, of fun memories there. Uh, Lisa as like the the budding saxophonist with mm-hmm. who was who was her idol? Bleeding Gums Murphy. Bleeding Gums Murphy. That that was always good. Oh, the whole "Who Killed Mr. Burns" thing was incredible. I think any clip with Troy McClure, any of the Troy McClure videos, like I remember the Sex Ed one where they have like the two rabbits and he's narrating it. Yeah. Or like the uh, when they go to the slaughterhouse, <laughs> he's like he's like talking to a little kid about meat. He's like, "Well, Billy, this is where meat comes from," and it's like a happy cow dancing around and stuff. I or Lionel Hutz. Yes. What else did I? I liked. Um, I always like uh, Sideshow Bob. Sideshow Bob episodes are great. I always like Sideshow Bob. Krusty's a very funny character. Krusty's too. his his trajectory <laughs> too. Like one of my favorite jokes is the episode where he's going broke and he's indebted to Fat Tony and the Mafia, and his. Uh, Lawyer's like, Krusty, you have to stop spending money. And he's like, ah, fuck it, I'm good. And he likes a cigar with increasingly ridiculous things. Yeah. So he lights it with like like a $100 bill. And then he lights Action Comics 1, which is like the first appearance of Superman, which is like a joke because Nicolas Cage bought it and it was like millions of dollars. And it burnt down in his house. And then at one point he just takes like a, a gold necklace and lights it on fire and lights it with that. No, there's a lot. I mean, uh, you know, Bart's one-liners, Homer, and his his relationship was always funny. Um, Abraham had some some very good moments. Flanders, mm-hmm. um, you know, it, it was just there was just so much. You know, again, I can't pinpoint exact jokes. I haven't watched in years. Uh, but like I said, I go back and rewatch. Um, for a while though, they were showing them on FX, and I would just watch them while I was like doing stuff around the house. I really went back and rewatched the original seasons uh, a couple years ago when I got Disney Plus. Still hold it up, man. Some of those jokes are just classic. What were some of your favorite jokes outside of all of the prank phone calls? All the prank phone, like uh, Seymour Butts, Seymour Mike Roch, Mike Roch, Amanda Hug and Kiss. Amanda That's a classic Hug and one. Kiss. Uh, what else was there? IP freely. IP freely. And then Mo would just get on the phone and be so angry. Some of the more subtle jokes. Uh, one of my favorite episodes is the Hank Scorpio one. Do you remember that? I don't think. So they end up, Mr. Burns like fires Homer and he ends up getting a job in a new town. And the guy that runs it is Hank Scorpio. And he's like a basically a Bond villain. And Homer's oblivious to the whole thing. And in the end of the episode... There's a joke where he's basically like going to quit and Hank Scorpio is fighting and killing all these guys. And he throws Homer a gun and he goes, it would really help me if you killed people, on the, some people on the way out. <laughs> and then the episode ends with him getting a letter from Hank Scorpio back in Springfield. And it says, hey, Homer, I know you really always wanted a football team. So I bought you one. And he, it zooms out in the Denver Broncos with Elway <laughs> or on the lawn. He goes, oh, damn it, I wanted the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> this time the Broncos were terrible. Right, right. <laughs> so that's funny. And it implies that he killed people. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like the episode where Homer gets fat. 
<laughs> Where he's wearing the moo moo. The moo moo. And he, he sets up the uh, little bird that drinks the water. We have one of those at work. Uh, oh, hit, that's all I can think to of. To hit the yes key, and then, like, everything goes wrong. But I just remember Bart wanting to be like him, and he goes, I wash my back with a rag on a stick. <laughs> yeah. Do the flashbacks. Duh, oh, yo, how about the spinal tap one? Oh, it's all days. Well, you know, you know how they got that? From uh, Harry Shearer, who was a member of Spinal Tap. Yes. But it's just so funny because he has it written on the back of his, his guitar. <laughs> he, and they have, like, crossed out, like, Shelbyville. Yes. He's like, are you ready to rock Springfield? <laughs> oh, man. Good show. Um, so, favorite episodes? You, oh, I, I don't know if I could pick certain episodes. It's been too long. I really like uh, Bart being or Marge be not proud. It's the one Christmas one where Bart steals the video game, and one of my favorite jokes from that episode. He's like stealing like it's Bone Storm, so it's like a Mortal Kombat thing because Marge won't play it, like buy it for him. And as he's standing in front of the kit case, it's like one of those cases like that used to be at Walmart or Kmart where they have like the glass and like the lock and everything, but it had the holes in it. So someone leaves the case open. He's about to steal it. And Mario and Luigi pop up. And they're just going, take the game, but Take it. And Donkey Kong just shows up. He's just going, oh, take it, take it, take it. And then Sonic pops up. And Sonic's like running around the circle going, take it, take it, take it, take it, take it. It's so funny. Nobody told him not to. No. <laughs> Yeah. What was the but it's like a little kid in the 90s seeing that. I was like, yo, they get video game references. Funny, funny. And at the end, he ends up with uh, Lee Carvello's putting challenge. And they actually show the gameplay in like a Super Nintendo style. And it's fantastic. Yeah, so I, uh, any other episodes you liked? I really enjoy the Moo Moo one. That's great. Um the Hank Scorpio one, as I talked about. Marge versus the Monorail is a classic. Probably my all-time favorite is Homer at That. Do you remember that one? What happens in it? So, Mr. Burns starts a plant baseball team. And Homer is the star player. Yes, because he makes the bat, makes out, the of, bat. out of the, the, the like, uh, it's like a branch, isn't it? Yes. It, like, gets struck by, by lightning. lightning. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, he gets into a bet. With the Shelbyville nuclear plant owner, and they start bringing in ringers. Daryl Strawberry. Daryl yes. Strawberry. <laughs> he just does Ken the- Griffey Jr. Yes. Ozzy, Ozzy Hayes. Uh, Don Mattingly. And there's jokes for every single one of All them. All right, Daryl Strawberry just does drugs, doesn't he? He <laughs> didn't drink something the whole time? No, that's Ken Griffey Jr. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, what happened? Strawberry, because he had like a real problem in real life. Yeah. Oh. But in that episode, they just have Bart in the stands going, Daryl, Daryl. And Marge like, tells them, let's I'll see stop. what happened. And let's they're like, happens. oh, professional athletes don't have feelings. And you see one tear coming from Daryl Strawberry's eye. Jose Canseco, was he in it? Yes. Wasn't on the roids then. No. Oh, clearly. So Ken Griffey Jr. So essentially, <laughs> before we get to the, that point, Mr. Burns brings all, all these ringers, and they have, like, a pickup baseball game, and Bart and Melhouse are picking teams, and every time Melhouse picks, one of the baseball players shows wait, up. Wait, wait, so here's all the players that he got. Here's the, the full list. Okay. So they got Steve Sachs, 
Wade Boggs. Oh, Wade Boggs. Ozzie Smith, Roger Clemens, Don Mattingly, Daryl Strawberry, Ken Griffey Jr., Jose Canseco, and Mike Ciosia. So Scotia. I'm, Mike Scotia. I don't, know, I don't know. It's Scotia. Scotia. And then all seven of the nine players suffer from bizarre mishaps yes. that leave them unable to play. So Sachs is arrested by Springfield police who blame him for an unsolved crime in New York. Oh, you know, you know why? Because he's in the bar arguing with Barney, right? Yes. Scotia gets radiation poisoning. Lord Palmer. Uh, Scotia gets radiation poisoning. Uh, Oh, yeah, because he actually takes his job at the nuclear plant seriously. Griffey develops gigantism. From drinking nerve tonic. tonic. And he has, like, a giant head. Kinseku gets caught up uh, rescuing a woman's possessions from a burning house. Oh, yeah. (laughs) The house is burning, and she's like, my cat, my kids, my washing machine, my dryer. The whole episode just cuts to him pulling stuff out of the house. Boggs gets knocked unconscious uh, by Barney uh, Gumble. Okay, so he's the one that gets in the argument with Barney. Smith disappears after visiting the Springfield Mystery Spot. Dude, that one is great. He walks into a fun house, like a carnival, and the guy's like, you'll never know what you see. And it just cuts to a scene, and he's on, like, one of those trippy 60s, like, rotating, like, spirograph things. And he's lost in space and time, and he's just going, ah. (laughs) And then, finally, Clemens is hypnotized into a chicken. Yes. Clemens is in the outfield just clucking like a chicken. Uh, Don Mattingly, Mr. Burns is like a Yankees allegory, so he keeps telling him to shave, and he keeps going, Mattingly, shave those sideburns, and Don Mattingly's like bald, and he's like, I don't know what you want me to do, and Daryl Strawberry shows up because he played the same position as Homer. That's right. (sighs) Dude, that one's so good. That is a funny episode. I do remember that one. Um, Yeah, we don't need to go into any more episodes that were good, but... Oh, how about the the oh, Japan, Japan trip? Oh, Japan, think of the seizures? Yes. <laughs> Knife goes in, guts come out. <laughs> Someone that we're working at the uh, the fish place. Yeah, yeah, and they go to America Town, and all the, all the places, like all the all the tables are shaped after states. Yes. And they end up doing that game show at the end. Yeah. And they're like, why do you hate us Americans? Oh, when they go to Australia? Bart versus Australia. Bart versus That's Australia a is a funny one. Um, Sorry, guys. We're having a Godzilla attack at the end of the Japanese episode. <laughs> uh, but that's enough Enough of that. There are just some great episodes. Um, who, who would you say your favorite characters are? Oh, I don't know. I've always been a big fan of the, the Doctors. Dr. Nick's one the, of The mine. Schwarzenegger guy. Oh, Ramir Wolfcastle. I always liked him. Um... Smithers is a very interesting character. His Oh, as a side note, supposedly for the movie, they actually wanted Schwarzenegger to play Wolfcastle. They should have got him. He is President Schwarzenegger in the movie, yeah. if you remember. But Then um, I also liked... I don't think we've talked about Flanders enough. Flanders is great. Um, Flanders, you know, he is, you know there's a, a trope named after him now, being Flandersed. Flanders, Flanderization, yeah. And there's the uh, Oakley Doakley metal band that does white wine spritzer. Yes, oh, the metal band. That and they all dress, dress like, like Flanders. Him. But yeah, uh, being Flanderized is when you slowly over time, you know, take on one of your character traits and it just dominates everything. Because, you know, he started off as just like this well-mannered neighbor that was kind of Catholic, I mean, religious. and yeah. And now he's just like a religious nut that's jacked. 
Yeah. And he's like 65. Yes. He's like super old, surprisingly. Or, you know, Homer got it as well. You know, he slowly just turned dumb. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Homer got dumber over the years. And he lost every other characteristic of himself. Um, but, you know, it's, a, it's been put into modern, you know, the modern lexicon uh, for other things like that. Uh, but I did like Flanders with his, his boys and, and Maud, who Homer killed with a T-shirt gun. T-shirt gun. gun. Yeah, because he moved out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Funny. So for me, Homer is probably my favorite. As I've gotten older, I relate more to Homer just because of, like, the boy. You know, being the dad. The boy. Like, yeah, dealing with a boy. Um, as a kid, I like Bart a lot, obviously. Yeah. Eat my shorts. But Dr. Hibbert, I mean, uh, Dr. Nick was always one of my favorites. Uh, uh, who is it? Uh, all Phil Hartman's characters, Lionel Hutz, Troy McClure, they were always funny. Krusty, Krusty has some good humor, some good was, episodes. Uh, and Mo, Moe's gold. Who's Disco? What was his name? Disco Stew. Disco Stew. Steel Boogaloo. Disco Stew. Um, who was the uh, the bus driver? Otto. Otto. We, I don't think we mentioned Otto yet. Oh, dude, there's that episode where they le- they vote to legalize weed, and Ho- like Homer gets glaucoma and starts smoking weed, and he has like a bunch of stoners in the house, and Marge is real mad at him, and they're all voting to legalize weed, and they get too stoned and forget to vote. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So. One thing I think about the old episodes of The Simpsons, there's a nostalgic spot, not just for the show, but it reminds me of the 90s when I watch it. And it's one of the only shows I can say that. Like, you can go back to any episode and just watch it, and it's like a time capsule of the 90s. Like, if you wanted to show your kid what it was like to grow up in the 90s, the Simpsons is kind of like a weird parallel bizarro reality that's very 90s. And as the series goes on, I think that's why people are starting to disassociate with it. Because they didn't have a bygone era. Well, because Homer and Marge were like, you know, like our parents' age in the 90s. Like, so now they'd be like our parents' age, like 50s, 60s. And. They grew up in, like, the 70s. Like, they were kids in, like, the 60s, like our parents. And they showed, like, them at the prom in the 70s and stuff like that. Which, you know, that's a little older than my parents. But it's relatable for kids that grew up in the 90s. And as they expand that timeline, and it's like a shifting timeline and moves further out, they did an episode that was set in the 90s about Homer and Marge being in high school. And that freaks me out because Bart was a child in the 90s. Like, Bart is older than us. Like, he was 10 when we were born, essentially. Right. So now you're saying Homer is, like, not that much older than us? And canonically, he's not. He's, like, 38, 39, 40, somewhere around there. So that's only a couple years older than us. But The Simpsons should just exist in the 90s perpetually. And it's weird because shows like South Park that have a rolling timeline or Family Guy, you don't feel that as much. But The Simpsons was so distinctly 90s. And the humor, like Disco Stew is a joke that like, only makes sense in the 90s. Yeah. Because 20 years, 30 years before that was Disco. Right, right. He's the, he's the guy that was stuck in like the generation before. Yes, now, now it's the 90s. Yeah, and again, the, the episode you talked about with like Cypress Hill and Smashing Pumpkins and stuff, 
I don't look at that and go, oh, man, that seems dated. I look at that and go, oh, that's like peak Simpsons. Yeah, I remember that happening when those bands were huge. Dude, there's the one where U2 shows up. Do you remember that? And they're playing like Homer's Bar in his garage. They just make fun of U2. Good. There's also one where like Mick Jagger has like a rock and roll camp. Yes. Do you remember that one? I remember that one. That's a good one. I, I remember Pink Floyd came at one point mm-hmm. in one. I think Peter Frampton was in the one we were just talking about too. Like he was like just misplaced and amongst <laughs> yeah. like all the other band members. Like he was just like the old head there. Oh, I mean that's another good one. Like best best guest stars, man. Some of the guest stars have been great. Like the Leonard Nimoy one, where Mayor Quimby, who actually we forgot to mention, they're dedicating the monorail, and he goes, "May the force be with you." And Leonard Nimoy looks at him and goes, "You don't even know who I am, do I? <laughs> or do you?" Um, there's a lot of good. This is one of the funniest things. All the Disney jokes that they used to make. Oh yeah. And now they're owned by Disney. Yeah. Well, yeah. It was Fox versus Disney back yeah. then. Yeah. So in Homer Palooza, it was Peter Frampton, Cypress Hill, the Smashing Pumpkins, and the Sonic Youth. Oh, dude, I forgot about the Sonic Youth. All those bands suck. Besides Peter Frampton. The Smashing Pumpkins had three good albums. Yeah. Dude, the melancholy. Billy and the Corgan ends NWA wrestling now. Yeah, yeah, I know. Which is wild. But you know, good for Billy Corgan. All right. So to wrap it up, we're getting close to spooky month, which is our favorite time of the year. And we got some big stuff planned. What's my favorite time of the year? You just have to celebrate it. Yeah. Don't disrespect my beliefs. So one of the best parts of The Simpsons are the Treehouse of Horror episodes. And while I may not watch The Simpsons regularly anymore, I always watch that Treehouse of Four. Praying there's a good nugget in there. Has there been a good nugget recently? They did a Death Note parody last year. That was pretty sick. It was in like an anime style, and Lisa was light, and Bart was L, and it was awesome. Interesting. Yeah, it was really good. So besides that, I mean, they're always funny. They're always okay. They were funny. I remember the one. There's some classics. So so what are some of your favorites? Uh, I I only remember one or or one fully. Um, It's when Lisa brings Snowball back to life. Yeah. It's a zombie one? Yes. Yeah, that one's good. That was a good one. I believe that was also attached to one with the aliens taking everyone's brains. Was that the one where they did the uh, Bob Dale versus or Bob Dole versus Bill Clinton? I don't remember, uh, but I remember everyone. There were a lot away. of good Clinton jokes in that episode. And then when everybody woke up at the end, like it was it was a, a nightmare. There was some gas leaking into the house that turned everybody inside out. Yes, it was real disturbing. Yeah, it was real disturbing. I, I remember the the uh, shinning. Yes, the the, the Freddy Krueger one with with groundskeeper, groundskeeper Willie. Willie. That one's awesome. Yes, the Shining one's great though. Uh, th- those were, those were no good. beer, no TV, make humor something something. <laughs> what about the uh, the toaster one where he goes back in time and he like keeps like doing the wrong thing, like stepping on a butterfly or no, whatever? I, I, I don't know that one. And he comes back and it's like a world ran by Flanders, and then he does it again. And he comes back and they're like rich and they're in a nice house, and he goes. Bart, I think I'll have a donut for breakfast. And Bart goes, Father, I don't know what a donut is. And he goes, ah, it's back. <laughs> <laughs> or like the 3D one. I was like, isn't that the 3D one? That was a big thing, man. Yeah, that was that real, cost a shitload of money. That was a 90s. real trippy episode. Yeah. I mean, it probably doesn't hold up at all 
uh, no. graphically, but I remember being real weird. But like Homer falls in another dimension in the wall. And that cone goes up his ass. Yeah. And then he ends up in the real world. Man, crazy stuff. Now, I enjoyed a lot of those. What um, about the cafeteria one? Where they start killing the kids. Yes, and, and they eat them. the kids. Yes, yes. And they make jokes the whole time about it. Like, he's like, huh, I don't know where Uter is. Have you seen him? And, and they had like German. Meat. Yeah, they. <laughs> or Jimbo. They make a joke about Jimbo dogs or something. Yeah, I, I do remember that one. Yeah. So the, all the. Oh, the, the, the vampire one. It was like a parody of Dracula. And Mel Bro- or it was not Mel Brooks. Um, Gary Oldman's Dracula. Yes. Mr. Burns. And they go, this, this always makes me laugh because we were from here. But they go, we're going to uh, dinner at Mr. Burns' country house in Pennsylvania. And there's tons of good references. There's like the Lost Boys reference where Bart's outside, outside the, the window. window. Yeah, that's, that's the part I remember. Or the, the one where they bring back all the dead like uh, celebrities and stuff. And like Billy the Kid's like, uh, zombie cowboy. It's ridiculous. And there are Moe's Bar taking it over. And they're subjugating all of them. And Homer's playing the piano. And he starts playing like Chopin. And Billy the Kid shoots him and goes, I said, play piano, not piano. And he starts playing like a show tune. Some of the later ones that I enjoyed, uh, there's one with dolphins where the dolphins take over the town. Night of the Dolphins is really weird, but it's funny. And there's a Sherlock Holmes Holmes parody that's pretty good. There's a lot of good jokes because it's like the Simpsons and, you know, ancient, or not ancient, but like old England, where uh, they think Homer's Jack the Ripper and Lisa's uh, Sherlock Holmes. Pretty good. But we'll see what they do this year. Yes. I also just remembered one of my favorite episodes, uh, the Join the Navy. (laughs) <laughs> where they make the boy band with Bart and Milhouse and all of them. E2 and Yvonne et Niage. Oh, yeah, Yvonne et Niage. <laughs> he keeps saying Yvonne et Niage over and over, and it's join the Navy. And then, like, NSYNC shows up, yeah, right? Something like that, yeah. And they accidentally, like, shoot, like, Lance Bass or something out something of Something ridiculous happens. But, yeah, I, was one of, I remember that as one of the later episodes that was, was still good, and then... You know, South Park and stuff came out, and you wanted to watch something a little more edgy. <laughs> I just remembered where they're at Itchy and Scratchy Land, and they go to the gift shop, and he's scrolling through like the name license plate. Because you remember they used to have those. Bort? Isn't there Bort? Bort? Yeah. And he's like, who the hell would be named Bort? And some little kid walks by, and his mom's like, no, Bort, you can't get a license plate. <laughs> just like shit like that. It was just so good. Oh, yeah. It's it's a little lower brow humor than uh, Futurama, which I always thought was more yeah like smart people jokes. Yeah, Futurama was like a higher level of uh, humor. But the Simpsons jokes were so clever because they had such geniuses, like comedic geniuses writing them. Like Conan was like a writer for all, a long time. Yeah. And that whole room, it was like SNL at its peak. It was like that. Right, right can't argue it's it's uh, a cultural icon that is probably going nowhere i was thinking about that when do you think it's going to end when they wanted to yeah but we're getting to the point now that like all the actors are getting old yeah do you think they ended if like one of them passes away i hope i because that's the thing man I, so some of the characters have died 
like um, Mrs. Krabappel's act, voice actress died. Martin's voice actress. Like we're getting to the point now that like some of the main cast is getting up there. You know, like they're all in their sixties, seventies. Yeah. Like, okay, Harry Shearer's not too young. Hank Azaria's not too young. Hank Azaria is probably the youngest, right? I don't know. Also, so weird. Our Spider-Man episode never came out, so I got to mention it. Hank Azaria did the fucking voice for Eddie Brock in Spider-Man the cartoon. And once you know that, you're just like, Eddie Brock's most says lack. (laughs) Oh, man. Good stuff. But, yeah, any final thoughts on The Simpsons before we wrap this one up? I don't know that I wanted to keep going. I think what they should do is just do, like, a movie every couple years, maybe. And it'll give them time to write good episodes and do, like, a whole story. And do a Treehouse of Horror every year, man. Because they're still always entertaining. My advice is to them is just don't have a cow, man. Don't have a cow, man. Done. Cowabunga, dude. Butterfinger BBs. (laughs) Peace. this week's episode of Romance Dawn. Be sure to follow us anywhere that you get your podcasts. Check us out at Romance Dawn TV on Twitter and Instagram for updates on Twitch streams and episode previews. For business inquiries and questions email us at romancedawnpd at gmail.com. The entrance music track is The Chonker by Daphini and the ending track is End Credits, Loop by Visager. See you next week, set sails for new adventures.